that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? Did you know the only promise Christ ever gave of human beings living again is by a resurrection from the dead? Now, I just think that's interesting. I think it's interesting because there is this teaching that dominates mainstream churchianity that says, no, when you die, you immediately go to heaven. Okay, And yet Christ, the only promise Christ ever gave of people living again was by a resurrection from the dead. Now, now let's notice what Jesus said in John 5 and verse 28. He said, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming into which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of judgment. So exactly what is Christ talking about? Is he talking about going to heaven when you die? Well, did you read anything about going to heaven when you die in this, this scripture that I just read? No, we're talking about dead people, people who are dead, people who have died, coming back to life. What is that? That is, and facing Jesus when they come back to life. What is that? That's a resurrection from the dead. Now, on top of all of this, the only promise Christ ever gave of this world's problems being solved is for him to return to this earth, resurrect the saints, and establish his kingdom on this earth. Now, this is fascinating that... You know, sometimes we wonder, you know, what is our part? Do we have anything to do with God's design, what God is doing? And in fact, what is God doing? What is his preparations for the future when he returns to this earth? Well, he's going to establish the government of God on this earth. We all understand that. But what about us? What about the saints? Did you know that Christ for the past 2,000 years has been calling out his cabinet members who will reign and rule with him at his side when he returns, when, when the saints are resurrected? Yeah, I mean, you, know, you understand that, don't you? What I mean by cabinet members, a president has his cabinet members that do his bidding that help him, that help him do whatever he wants to do, okay? So I'm telling you, Christ has been calling out. Your future is fascinating. The reason your future is fascinating is because for the past 2,000 years, Christ has been calling out his cabinet members that will have a part in ruling and reigning with him when he returns. In fact, Christ put it like this. He, he said, now, if I don't return, if I don't resurrect my cabinet members, you know, if I don't put a stop to the madness, let's take a look at what, what Christ said, Matthew 24 and verse 22. And except those days should be shortened, uh, what days? Of uh, the days that we are living in, the madness that we, the insanity of the days that we are living in right now. Okay, except those days should be shortened, 
there should no flesh be saved alive. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So Christ returns and says, unless I put an end to the madness that you see going all around you in your society, in government, no one, unless I cut that time short, no one is going to be left to save. No one's going to be left alive. The world, the whole world, and all the people on it will self-destruct. Now, maybe you think about, okay, what does that mean to self-destruct? Maybe you've watched the movie Armageddon. I sort of like that movie. Uh, I forget who plays, who the main character is. But anyway, it's about a, an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth. And they fly up in space to, to blow it up and save the Earth from this big rock hitting the Earth. And, uh, but what the Bible, now, now there may be some of that. When you read the book of Revelation, you know, there may be some of that stuff happening of things falling from heaven and hitting the earth and all that. But that's not the destruction uh, uh, of the earth. That's not exactly what's going to happen. Uh, it may help out happen, but that, that what the Bible talks about is the destruction of morality. In other words, the reason Christ has to return and cut the time short is because there's no morality left among our people. We don't know which end is up. We don't know which end is down. We don't know male. We don't know female. We don't know what gender we are. Okay? We, we, we don't know. So the reason Christ has to return, the destruction, is a destruction of morality. There's nothing left here to save. There's only a few people left. And unless I'm going to cut this time short, so that they don't self-destruct is what the Bible is talking about. Now, now we have a conundrum. You have mainstream that teaches when you die, you immediately go to heaven. Then you have Christ saying, no, I'm going to return and resurrect the dead. Now, if you've ever been to a funeral, you've heard this conundrum before. You've, if, when you're in the building, when you're in the church, the preacher will say, birth of but, is not in that casket. Bertha Butt is now in heaven with the Lord. Okay, now you've heard this. Then you go outside the building to the graveside, and you will hear that Bertha Butt is in the grave waiting for the trump to sound and Christ to return and resurrect the dead. And it's, it's, it's the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. You know, I mean, it's staring you straight in the face. And no one ever raises their hand and says, wait a minute, you, you just said that Bertha Butt is with the Lord. Now we're preaching Bertha Butt's going to be resurrected from the dead. Which is it? You know, again, it's the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. No one's going to discuss it. We, we just go through our lives with blinders on. You know, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that. I didn't, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm just ignorant. You know, I'm just ignorant. Okay, that's how we live our life. Then on top of that, on top of all of this, if, if, if all people go to heaven when they die, and listen, you've never heard some poor sap preached into hell, into hell. You never have, and you never will. They all squeak through the pearly gates, no matter who they are, no matter what kind of character, whether it's good or bad or evil, rotten through and through, they all manage to squeak through the pearly gate. You have never heard some poor sap being preached into hell, and you never will. Okay. So not only that, but you have, you know, you have mainstream saying all people go to heaven when they die, and then you have Christ saying, no, I'm going to return to this earth resurrect 
my saints and fix earth's problems. And of course, you have, of course, in this scenario, you know, you have Christ return to this earth and he's sort of scratching his head and he's saying, well, 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 where are all the Christians at? Where are all the Christians at? There's none down. Oh, a, a great oversight. I forgot. I should have never left heaven. That's where they're all at. They're all back in heaven. How did I overlook that? How did I, what a great oversight on my, on my part. Yes. Now, in, in Acts 1 and verse 11, Scripture says this, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall come in like matter as you have seen him go into heaven. So, Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth. Did you, did you know that I've met preachers that, that told me that nowhere in the Bible did it say that Christ was going to return to this earth? Yeah, well, they're false prophets, but, you know, you just have to name them for what they are. Uh, but anyway, no, Christ says he's going to return. Now, now, the question is why? Why is Christ coming back? Well, in a nutshell to bring heaven on earth. Would you settle for heaven on earth? Now maybe the appeal of streets of gold and angel food cake and harp music for all eternity, maybe that appeals to you. Maybe if you're lazy, you like the idea of Christian retirement. I don't know, but it's never really appealed to me. But would you settle for heaven on earth? Now listen to what I say, listen closely. Jesus said, notice this, Jesus said, John 3 and verse 13, And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. So who's in heaven right now? Well, God, and the, the Father, and the Son. They're in heaven right now. And the angels, of course, but, but no man is in heaven right now. Okay, that, that's what you're saying. You, listen, don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad. Don't get angry at me. Take it up with Jesus. Argue with your Savior, because he's the one that said it, okay? You see, heaven doesn't need fixing. I don't know where we get these ideas. I mean, if you look around at the world and the earth and where we, we are the ones. Earth is the one that has all the problems. Here are where the problems exist. Heaven doesn't need fixing. We need fixing. Yeah, so heaven is coming to this earth. But you know, heaven has been portrayed as an escape route, Christian retirement, let the earth go to hell because we're all going to heaven when we die, because there's no fixing it anyway. That's, that's how it's been portrayed. Now, Zechariah 14 and verse 4 says this, And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the mist toward the east and toward the west, and shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it, half of it shall remove toward the south. The very place, the very place Christ left, that was the Mount of Olives, is the exact position Christ is going to return. When the angels stood there and said, you men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven as Christ rose and went up to heaven? He's going to return in like manner. Okay, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. 
This is what Christ is going to do. He's returning to this earth. So why is Christ returning to this earth? He's returning to fix it, okay? Revelation 5 and verse 10, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Why is that in your Bible, that we're going to reign on this earth? Why does we're going to reign in heaven? No, we're going to reign, we're going to rule on the earth. Where did you come up with your illusions of heavenly retirement? Now, I want, to, I want to explain your part. You know, the Bible also says that Christ, when he returns, that we're also going to rule with him with a rod of iron. What does that mean, a rod? I sort of like that, by the way, rule, because that's what it's going to take, a rod of iron. You see, when Christ returns and resurrects the dead, the first thing he's, he's going to give you is immortality. Okay? You're immortal. And so Christ says, okay, we live, we got to fix this world. You know, let's fix uh, this sex trafficking that I think goes all the way up to the top of government. Yes, sex trafficking. We're going to fix that. And so uh, I want you to go out and do something about that. And so you go and the mob, the mafia, whoever, whatever, you, you know, as a child of God, you say, no more sex trafficking. And they take a machine gun and just, just start blasting away at you. And the bullets just, just go right through you or bounce off because you're immortal. You see, they can't kill you. You know, there's a scene in the uh, Superman movie, I, I forget which one, where this guy, crazy guy, he's got a Gatlin gun and he turns on Superman and he just starts firing away and the bullets are just bouncing off, you know, boom, 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 just bouncing off. And, and it, you know, okay. That's what it's going to be like to be immortal. You don't have to worry about dying because you can't die. Bullets don't phase you. Bombs don't phase you. Nothing phases you because you're immortal. And you say, we're not going to have any more sex trafficking. And maybe you do something like the Indiana Jones movie when they opened up the Ark of the Covenant and they looked into it. Shouldn't have looked into it. And all, all of a sudden their, their eyes begin to melt out of their sockets and their skin just melts off their face. And, and because this guy tried to kill you with a machine gun, you just sort of, with your power, you just poom, and, and you're, it's a blob on the floor. And all the others look around and say, you know, maybe we should listen to this child, the son of God, this child of God, the children of God that are with Christ. Maybe we should listen to them and not have any more sex trafficking because they're not going to tolerate it. Okay. I want you to wrap your mind around that you're not just some kind of bystander just looking, looking around and watching God do everything. And, and, and no, you're going to have your part in this soon coming government kingdom of God. Now, Daniel 2 and verse 35, Daniel 2 and verse 35, this, and I need to explain what this is. This is a, Daniel is a synopsis of all the world ruling empires down through history. And at the end, what, what, there's this great stone that represents Jesus Christ that, that hits the image on its feet and just blasts the, all the other world governments away. And it, that great stone represents the kingdom, the government of God on this earth. Now, let's take a look at what it says in Daniel 2 and verse 35. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floor. And the wind carried them away, and no place was found for them. And 
the stone that smote, this is the stone, it represents Christ Jesus, smote the image, became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. So what we have here is this kingdom fills the whole heavens. Did I hear someone say heavens? No, it fills the whole earth. Well, of course it does. Of course it does. Daniel 7 and verse 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given, notice this, to the people of the saints of the Most High. Who are the people of the saints of the Most High? It's, it's the ones that God has been calling for the past 2,000 years. They're, they're going to be resurrected and they're going to rule with him. Notice, let's continue on. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. How's that going to occur? All dominion, all people are going to serve and obey him. How is that? Well, the illustration that I just gave you about being immortal, you know, you know let me tell you what being immortal does for you. It makes you fearless. You have no fear. What do you fear? You can't be, you can't be hurt. You can't be destroyed. Oh, am I looking forward to this time? Yes, I am. God has been calling his cabinet members for the past 2,000 years. And think about this. Maybe you're one of them that God is calling. You know, you've got to get your mind around this pablum of Christian retirement and flitting off to heaven when you die. And, and just one day wake up and realize, okay, the pablum I've been hearing all my life isn't correct. I've been programmed to think a certain way. I've been brainwashed, and I'm trying to tell you what God is really going to do. Okay? You need to listen. Okay, why is Christ coming back to this earth to fix it? Gender identity problems. Now, you're not, you strip down naked and look into the mirror. You may not like what you see, but you're not confused. I can guarantee you that. You're not confused. And, and, the, and the saints... When they're resurrected, they're not going to be a confused. If you're confused about your gender, you're not going to be there. Okay, You're not going to be the first fruits. You're not going to be resurrected in the first resurrection to rule and reign with Christ when he establishes his government on this earth. Genesis 1 and verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. All this crazy stuff going on in our society just reveals how far we have drifted away from the Word of God. Listen, the Bible has no authority. You know, I can read that God created them male and female. I mean, I, you don't have to have a fifth grade education to understand that one. You don't have to be that knowledgeable. You don't have to be some guru to understand this. But there's a lot of people that just don't get it because the Bible has no authority. They're not looking to the Bible. They're not trusting God. The, God has no authority in people's lives is, is basically the point I'm trying to make. Why is Christ coming back to this earth? To bring peace. Peace on earth. Ma Micah 4 and verse 3 says this, And he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Yes, peace on earth. And I tell you, if you've got a son or a daughter in the military, you can relate to this. Your heart just pours out with the thought of, of, yeah, one day, peace, neither shall they learn war anymore. Did you know the tank, was its original design was taken from a farm tractor? 
They just took a tank and modified it. That's where the design came from. Life comes full circle. And now we're going to take those uh, tanks and turn them back into farm tractors when this day comes. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their, their spears into pruning hooks. Why is Christ coming back to this earth? To put an end to our corrupt government. Isaiah 59 and verse 3 says, For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues have, murdered, have, have muttered excuse me, perverseness. Yeah, over 63 million abortions. Yes, our hands are defiled with blood. And, and I could say, I guess, thank God that that's been Roe versus Wade has been overturned. And now it's up to the morality of each state. But I don't think there's a lot of morality in each state is my problem. I heard about the one person, a fluent family, a husband and wife, had a lot of money, had, th had, had, had three children and one on the way. But they had, they had scheduled a skiing trip in the Swiss Alps. And instead of canceling, canceling the, the skiing trip, they, they, they canceled the baby instead and aborted it the baby so they could keep their skiing trip yeah abortion is a means of birth control that's what it's being used for as a means of birth control you cannot be christian and pro-choice put that in your pipe and smoke it just get used to it okay isaiah 59 and verse 4 none call for justice nor any plead for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. I mean, do you believe anything Nancy Pelosi says? I don't. Do you believe anything Pencil Neck Schiff says? I don't. Do you believe anything the Democratic Party says? Well, I don't. Do you believe anything Biden says? Well, he's so incoherent. I mean, why would you believe anything that he says? Isaiah 59 and verse 7, their feet run to evil, They're, they make haste to shed innocent blood, their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. Yeah, you know, one of the slogans of Biden was riding with Biden. How do you like riding with Biden? How do you like your five, six dollars a gallon for gasoline? How do you like, you know, the, the, when you go to the grocery store or buy anything, the fact that the prices have doubled? You like it? You enjoy it? You think it's a good thing? Wasting and destruction are in their paths. Isaiah 59 and verse 9, Therefore is judgment far from us, neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity, for brightness, but we walk in darkness. You know, I personally believe that America will not stand another two years of this administration, of the Biden administration. It will not. It, the economy will collapse in another two years under this administration. It can't go on. Isaiah 59 verse 10, we grope for the wall like the blind and we grope as if we have no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. Yeah, we got a leader that can't even ride a bicycle. I mean, for pity's sake, have you ever thought about what other nations say of us when they look at our leadership? It's, we are a laughing stock. We are a laughing stock to other nations. People can't, you know, 
And, and here we are tolerating this nonsense. Isaiah 59 and verse 12, for our iniquities are multiplied before thee and our sins testify against us. Our transgressions are with us and our, as for our iniquity, we know them. Yeah, there's no shame in our iniquity, but there is no shame in our society. The guy that thought he was a girl that won the Olympic swim contest, I mean, where is the shame? Where is the outrage of such stupidity? Where is it? Christ is returning to put an end to our vain religion is another point. You know, today's religion is the exact opposite of what Christ taught. Christ said, think not that I've come to destroy the law. What do Christians think? He came to destroy the law. Jesus said he's Lord of the Sabbath day. What do people think? Christians think. They think he's Lord of the first work day of the week, Sunday. Jesus said no man has ascended to heaven. Where do people go? The Christians think you go when you die? They think you go to heaven. The Bible says God only has immortality. What do Christians think? They think you got an immortal soul that flits off to heaven or hell when you die. Christ said he's going to resurrect the dead. That's what Christ said he's going to do. He's going to resurrect the dead. These are the feasts of Jehovah, is what Christ said. You know, and, and we have holidays, Christmas, Easter, Halloween, April Fool's Day, that we all think came from the Bible, but they did not. They did not come from the Bible. Whatever Christ said to do, our religion says do the opposite, is what it seems like. Isaiah 30 and verse 9, this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceit. Listen, this is what we are saying to the preachers, speak lies, speak deceit, speak smooth things. We don't want to hear about right and wrong, but we don't want to hear about murdering our unborn children. We don't want to hear about none of that. I've never seen such an outrage, such a desire that, for, that people have to murder their own, own unborn children. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unreal. And so when we go to church, we don't want to hear anything about right and wrong. We just want to hear smooth things, deceitful things, things that are not going to help us as a nation. Okay, so my point is this. The only promise Christ ever gave of this world's problems being solved is for him to return to this earth, resurrect the saints, and establish his kingdom on this earth. I want to offer you two things. Number one, the Feast of Trumpets and the coming utopia. Order that, I'll send it free of charge to you. And uh, it will educate you about exactly Feast of Trumpets, the trump shall sound, Christ shall return. That's one of God's holy days. And the coming utopia, the government of God on this earth, what it will be like. You need this information. Now, let me tell you something, the good news is coming. The good news is coming. What I've just explained to you about the coming government of God, it's coming. But we're going to have to go through pure hell before we get there. I'm David Freeman, and that's what's really in your Bible. What is the end of the world? Will God allow humanity to come to an end? What is the hope that we should have for the future? Jesus came preaching the good news about the soon coming kingdom of God. Order your free Bible study entitled, what is the end of the world? Find out what prophecy says about the times which we are now living. Learn what Jesus said we should look for at the end time. Learn what world events will be like at the end. More importantly, learn what Jesus said about the true gospel of the good news, about the soon coming kingdom of God.
Order your free Bible study entitled, What is the End of the World? Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.